It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. Socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water. What it means is is that government controls it through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under this guise of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapped down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field in the battle of ideas mistruths or misconceptions and it is getting us into a world of hurt is it freedom or is it force let's have a conversation indeed let's have a conversation welcome to the kim munson show thank you so much for joining us you're each treasured valued you have purpose today strive for excellence take care of your heart your soul your mind and your body my friends you were made for this moment and thank you to the team that i work with that's producer steve zach patty keith charlie jen echo all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting, happy Wednesday to you, Producer Steve. Yes, wonderful Wednesday is here, midweek. <laughs> it is. It's hard to believe. It seems like just yesterday it was Monday. And, of course, Election Day is right around the corner. So, my friends, we need to continue to pray, work, and vote. And we need to encourage uh, those around us to vote as well. Uh, I think it's by design. Do you see voter fatigue now, Steve, with all of these ads and I think it's by design just to get people to, to kind of throw up their hands and say, ah, it doesn't matter. It does matter. But I think there is uh, election fatigue. Maybe that's what we should call it. I, I wouldn't debate that for a second. I know I, you know, well, the little of it I see and I can't, I can just stop and think. It's like, I'm glad I don't have to look at this day in and day out or m- more than just a little bit each day because you're right. You just get sick of it. Yeah, people get really tired of it. Uh, but it is so important, and uh, that is why, first of all, these issues, it used to be, uh, and it was, I think, in 2016 when we did our first voter's guide, and now many people are doing that, but um, our voter's guide is, is quite extensive, and it's it's not put together to influence your vote. It's put together to inform your vote, and uh, so there's a lot of important information there, and I would open up my ballot. We'd heard you know all this stuff about candidates. And then open up my ballot, and here's all these issues which I didn't know anything about. And that is why we did our Issues Voter's Guide for the People, for We the People. And we looked at uh, 11 issues uh, that are on the statewide ballot, as well as some local issues. And we will be talking with uh, Douglas County School Board President uh, Mike Peterson in the third and fourth segment regarding there is a, a couple of tax increases on our Douglas County ballots for um property tax increases, and I'm a no on that, and the school board is a a proponent of that, and uh, Mike reached out. He wanted to get on the show, so we're certainly going to have a conversation about that, but be sure to check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests, our most recent essays, and when we're doing podcasts, um, although we have podcasts of the show, uh, basically we, we try to get them posted every day. But we haven't done just the Sounding Off with Kim Munson podcast in a little while because we have been so busy with everything else. Um, but uh, and check out my website. The Voter's Guide is there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And uh, I am a little behind on those emails, and I will be catching up on those hopefully today. 
and thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives. Be a force, and a force could be a weapon, but the other ways are policy and unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos, Globalist Elite's agenda, or those new 87,000 IRS agents authorized in the Democrats' economy reduction act. That's why we really need Republicans to take take back the Senate and take back the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives holds the purse strings. So when taking back the House of Representatives, we'll be able to um, not fund some of these very bad things that have occurred under this radical activist Democrat administration and uh, Congress and Senate. So um, and uh, well, I'm going to go to um, policy here in just a minute. But uh, we have Jay Davidson on in the second hour. And he's a great sponsor of the show. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of First American State Bank. And uh, he's a fan of Ludwig von Mises. And von Mises was an influential Austrian uh, economist. He's known as an advocate of free market capitalism and a staunch opponent of socialism and interventionism. Von Mises taught at the University of Vienna and New York University and published his most renowned work, Human Action, in 1940. He was born in 1881. He died in 1973. And he said this. He said, if one regards inflation as an evil, then one has to stop inflating. One has to balance the budget of the government. Oh, my gosh, Steve. Talk about, uh, I mean, obviously it was timely back then, but it is really timely now. And I'll tell you something. I I absorb a lot of commentary throughout a given day, and so much so that it kind of bleeds together. I'm not sure who said what after more after a while. But <laughs> just yesterday, a woman was on, and she was, I mean, uh, talking about post midterm elections, and her assumption was that the uh, the Republicans would take control of the sen- or the uh, Congress again. And then the next words out of her mouth was, and then we can start discussing raising the debt ceiling. And I just about drove off the road. I said, you got to be kidding. Yeah. We, we have got, we've got to get the spending. Uh, I and, mean, it's, it's so out of control. To try to say that we need to get it in control is uh, well, it's a big state. But uh, we've got, we're, we're, we're going off the cliff, Steve. And I'll give you a little statistics here. Since 1960, we have raised the debt ceiling or altered uh, the structure of debt 78 times 49 under 49 times under the republicans 29 times under the democrats so one party can't point their finger at the other and say well it's those guys yeah 49 times under these big spending republicans yep and then 29 under the dems oh oh my gosh uh yeah we've got and we've got to elect conservatives and when we say conservative that's not people that want to tell you how to live your life uh, we've got those over in the radical activist Democrats, and uh, that's what they've always said is that uh, Christian conservatives want to control your life. And there may be some Christian con- conservatives that that's the case, but more than that, it's the radical activist Democrats that want to control our lives. And that is one of the things that we have really seen through the reaction to COVID is who's really the tyrants? Who really wants to control our lives? Well, it's the radical activist Democrats, and of course, 
Right now, they are in control of the uh, Congress and the presidency, but they're also in control here in Colorado. And I am convinced. People ask me what I think about the election here in Colorado. And I'm convinced if we had free, fair, honest, and transparent elections, I think that I think that it would go Republican. Um, I'm not convinced that I, – I, I am convinced that there is election manipulation going on. One thing is the, these mail-in ballots that are flying all over Colorado and the fact that when you um, get your new driver's license, you're automatically registered – and it, it, it almost takes an act of God to get you off of these voters' rolls and or these mail-in rolls. And um, that is ripe for manipulation. And the fact that this secretary of state and also on the Republican side, there's not been this movement to get this stuff cleaned up. Uh, it, it means that we are ripe for election manipulation here in Colorado. Uh, but so many people are concerned. So many people are watching. So... We'll, we'll find out, Steve. But um, when I said policy, when we talk about never compassionate to take other people's stuff, I mentioned policy. Uh, Patty had pulled this uh, off of Fox Business. This oil industry groups are reacting to President Joe Biden this last Monday as he's threatening a potential windfall profit tax or other repercussions if oil companies don't invest in increasing U.S. production and lowering consumer prices. The president, arguing in remarks Monday that oil companies' recent profits were a windfall of war in Ukraine, urged them to direct some profits to boosting their U.S. production and refining capacity and to lowering gas prices that Americans are seeing at the pump. He said he thinks that they have a responsibility to act in the interest of their consumers, their community, and their country. Right back at you, Joe Biden. Uh, first thing out of the box, he shuts down the Keystone XL pipeline. We've not had a refinery built in years and years and years here because of the enviros and their uh, influence upon uh, government and uh, policies. And uh, so then to come in and tax the industry more, uh, what that will do is constrict supply even more when we're looking at potential diesel fuel challenges here on the horizon. And this is all because of public policy. When people in the Northeast are sitting in their homes with an extra blanket in the cold, in the dark, it is because of public policy. And uh, right here in Colorado, we've seen this XL Energy and big government uh, on the local county and state level are in bed together. And the policies are terrible. Shutting down uh, clean burning coal fire um, uh, power plants is it's beyond belief right now. And this is the public policy that is occurring right here in Colorado, Steve. Everything Biden has said in the last week or so directed at the oil companies is all smoke and mirrors. Anybody who has a sense of how, you know, uh, free enterprise works and, and prices, prices that are being set. And I'm glad you brought up the thing about diesel, diesel fuel. How many years have we had a profile that here, here's a barrel of oil? So much is going to go for heating oil. So much is going for jet fuel. So much is going for you know, commercial diesel. So much is going for gasoline and, and all the other things that come from that. Why all of a sudden now is there a shortage of diesel if somebody has been messing with that profile? Absolutely. And uh, it's, um, they've been messing with the supply and they're trying to decrease demand. But the, the diesel fuel is, is certainly an engine 
of what keeps the America going. Because you said you said you're a train guy. You said that uh, these trains engines run on diesel fuel. Of course, uh, our trucks do as well as our combines and our tractors. And this is all because of bad public policy. And it's not incompetence. Initially, I thought it was incompetence. No, this is by design. And when Obama said he was going to transform America, he wants to transform it into elites and all of the other minions. And under socialism, ultimately, yeah, everybody, it's, it's equity. Everybody uh, shares a saltine cracker. Yeah. And uh, that's where we're going. So, hey, uh, Steve, we've got a jam-packed show planned for today. So why don't we go to break? And when we come back, Paula Searles, uh, we're going to talk with her regarding the event out at the USMC Memorial on Saturday in honor of Veterans Day. And, of course, the USC, USMC Memorial Foundation is raising money for a big remodel out there. And you can help them by going to the USMC Memorial org. But let's go to break. When you come back, we'll talk with Paula Searles. Uh, here in the first hour, and then Mike Peterson, who is the president of the Douglas County School District uh, here in Douglas County, Colorado. So we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. 
welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, on the line with me is my friend, Paula Sarles. Uh, she is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. And she's doing amazing work uh, to raise money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And, of course, uh, Veterans Day is right around the corner. And this Saturday, uh, there will be an event out at the memorial in honor of our veterans. Uh, and I wanted to talk with Paula about that. So, Paula Sarles, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good morning. It's great to have you. First of all, Paula, I want to... I want to congratulate you on a fantastic event last week, the luncheon with uh, uh, Navy SEAL Commander Rourke Denver, uh, and, of course, three of the, the Iwo Jima guys from Cooper's Troopers were there. It was just a really special event. A number of my friends were there. Uh, there were some students, uh, which is just great. It, congratulations. It was a terrific event. Oh, thanks. It was a fun day, and we were really happy to have the students there, and uh, that just fulfills part of our mission to educate the next generation and teach them about patriotism and what Marines do. So um, it was a wonderful day, and Rourke was absolutely wonderful. He was really great, and uh, his... His story about Harmonic Gate really resonated with, uh, I think, the audience. But we had Ivan Paez on um, earlier this week to talk about that. And then Christy Whaley, another friend that was there, had had uh, texted me on that. But that was something that really struck. I, I re- It really resonated with people, I think. And that is at some point in time, it's not something that you search out. It's something that I think in the course of life, as you are, you know, pursuing your journey, pursuing your happiness, it's, it's something that you get to. It's, it's a, it's a way of life almost. I thought that was a really powerful story, Paula. It was, it was really uh, awesome. And uh, I loved. I couldn't. I couldn't remember the name he gave the guy from Louisiana. <laughs> oh! But it was so fun. That was a great story. That was a great story as as well. I I can't remember now either. But uh, anyway, congratulations! <laughs> it was a, a a great event. And yeah. um, tell us about there is one that will be uh, coming uh, that you're planning for April, correct? Oh, yes, we have a big dinner in April, and uh, Ambassador Harry Harris was the uh, U.S. ambassador to South Korea after he retired as a four-star admiral, and he'll be our guest speaker. He retired here to Colorado, and um, we already have two generals confirmed to come, and we're working on more, so it'll be a star-studded event. Without the movie stars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, and to that point, Work Denver was a movie star as well. But uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, the event this Saturday. And I think the weather is supposed to be pretty nice on Saturday. I think so. So tell us about that because it is so important that we stop and that we reflect 
about our veterans, and that's why Veterans Day is so important. So what do you have planned for this Saturday out at the Marine Memorial? Well, today is going to be uh, long for us, but uh, we have a choice for tax drive that the Marines um, are going to be staffing. They'll be um, from 10.30 to 3.30, you can drop off toys. And this is a new, um, last year was the first time we did that, but we collected a truck full of toys. So I hope people will stop by and drop off toys sometime during the day. And then at uh, 1.45, we start by swearing in new recruits. And then our ceremony uh, officially starts at 2. And we have the colors are presented for the very first time by actual active duty Marines. And uh, this is something I worked out with the recruiters and CLB 453 at Buckley, and we're going to rotate and have have actual Marines doing the color guard. And the young Marines have done it for 45 years, and we just love having them out there. So they're going to also be a part of the ceremony with the presenting of colors when we're working out the details. But uh, they come out and help us, and we just love the young kids. And it gives them an opportunity to meet and talk with real Marines, too. Then we have a flyover with the award-winning Rocky Mountain Renegades, live singer doing the anthem, a young young lady in high school that's really good. And then um, our guest speaker is Master Gunnery Sergeant Stephen Gould, who's an entrepreneur in Golden, but he was in intel in um, Iraq and at the Pentagon and has quite a resume. Now, can he tell us anything about that, or is it going to be a short keynote because he was in intel? Yeah, he can't tell us. <laughs> have to kill <laughs> no, he was at, uh, he wound up at the Pentagon, but he, um, he served um, at, the, at a college and taught at the, um, trying to think, postgraduate intelligence program, and then he um, he was in the Asia-Pacific desk officer for Intel, and um, and he did so much. It sounds he like quite... J2, which is the joint staff in, uh, in Iraq, and um, he just really did a lot. Well, pioneered the unmanned aerial vehicle. Interesting. Testing Gosh. and fielding it. So that's kind of cool. You know, you so know Paula. From 81 to 91. Okay. Uh, no, not 91, 2010. 2010. Okay. Paula, it's pretty amazing to me <laughs> the breadth of people that you know. Um, as as we look at these speakers that you're putting together with these programs, even last week at the, the luncheon, you had a number of um, Broncos. I was at a table with two uh, guys that played for Miami Dolphins, and they live here now. It was I, I, It's kind of amazing to me the, um, the number of people that you know. Well, that's a God thing. Um, when I started this project, I asked him to help me, and he's put people in my path, and I can't even tell you. It, it's just been 
absolutely amazing. And at the luncheon, what we found out was a friend, I think he was a friend of yours, Rex Lacey, attended. And um, I think we're going to be putting together a golf tournament because Linton Thomas, who was the Miami Dolphin, runs golf golf tournaments all over the country for nonprofits. He wants to help us. And... um, Wade Manning is the president of the NFL alumni, so we're going to have an NFL golf tournament for oh, the memorial. Be, that will be that <laughs> will be. And, uh, okay, I can be a cat. Well, I'm not sure I could even be a caddy. Never mind. I'm not even going to comment on that. You so can, uh, <laughs> you can sponsor a whole camp. Okay, okay. <laughs> there, there we go. So, well, Paula, again, how can people get information about the event this Saturday? Because I so encourage people to stop oh, uh, for their busy lives and reflect upon our veterans. How can people get more information about that? Well, they can go um, to our Facebook page. Um, USMC Memorial Foundation, and um, I think you put it on our webpage too. But it's um, the address is one six eight nine nine West Colfax. It's where Sixth Avenue and Colfax converged by the Jefferson County Courthouse. And um, just come out there before one thirty and uh, park across the street in the bank parking lot because they're closed and um, it's a short walk over to the memorial and we, we'll have Iwo Jima veterans there um, we'll have a lot of Vietnam and, and a couple Korea veterans that I know of that are coming so it's a generational thing and of course we have the new Marines that are serving today and people that are enlisting. So it's a great time to talk and uh, visit with some great Marines. Ab- absolutely. And veterans. We have a lot of other veterans that come through. Yeah. And Paula, you are a, a, a Vietnam era Marine veteran as well as you're a Gold Star wife. And I, I so thank you for all that you do. And it's just my honor to get to work with you. I've, uh, I've adopted the USMC Memorial Foundation as a charity that I support. And it's just such a delight to work with you. So thank you. Well, we're blessed to have you, Kim. You've done so much for us, and we really appreciate having you on our team. Well, I'm, it's my honor. So, Paula Sarles, I will see you on Saturday out at the Marine Memorial at 145, and that's at 6th and Colfax, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, and thanks so much for all you do. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. And again, that's USMCMemorialFoundation.org for more information and to support them, USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with the president of the Douglas County School Board uh, regarding these tax uh, property questions that are on the ballot. So stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Abortion rights across the country are under attack. Is it really, though? Abortion is not a right. Abortion is not care. God created life and has intended for us to begin our life in the womb. Life is a protected right, and the purpose of government is to protect all lives. We cannot create a new right meant to end a life. They can't dictate what rights we deserve. That's not how America works. We must have the right to govern ourselves according to God. We need to keep God on top. We need to vote smart, vote Republican. Vote for Maria Fernandez for State House District 3. She will fight for your right to stay free and protect our children. Paid for and approved by Marla Fernandez Campaign. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And be sure and check out my Issues Voter's Guide for We the People uh, at my website. Um, Thousands of people have reached out to say that uh, they have uh, really appreciated this. Uh, I guess not thousands of people have reached out, but I I know that... Excuse me. Thousands of people have uh, have used it, and uh, many people have reached out to say they appreciate it. I am pleased to have on the line with me Mike Peterson. He is the president of the Douglas County School Board, and uh, he's a highly decorated U.S. Naval flight officer with significant combat leadership in multiple theaters, executive experience, and time as an assistant professor at the United States Air Force Academy. He spent the last decade as a performance and leadership consultant to high reliability industries before being uh, elected to the school board in 2021. And in his spare time, he is an active advocate for individuals and intellect with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Mike Peterson, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And before we get into our discussion, I I do want to say thank you to you and your family uh, for running for school board and for serving as the president. It is, I think, one of the most uh, school board, I think, is one of the most important elected positions in the country. And uh, thank you to you and your family for your dedication uh, to doing that. I greatly appreciate that. No, thank you very much. So let's get into it. Uh, I submitted against comments regarding the two uh, uh, property tax uh, increase questions uh, in the Douglas County election um, information booklet. And uh, you wanted to address those. So where do you want to start? 
So, yeah, why don't, why don't I just start with a quick, and I'll be very quick, summary of 5A and 5B, and then we can go where you want. Um, I don't have a problem with disagreements. You know, like you say, uh, force versus freedom, right? This is, a, this is an ask of the taxpayers. Um, but I think some things are factually inaccurate. You know, to me, Kim, frankly, it looked like, a, you know, from a military term, it looked like a ready-fire-aim. I know you came in with a lot of core requests, or not a lot, but a couple of core requests and some requests for information. But those all came in after the con arguments were written. So I just like to summarize 5A and 5B, uh, and then maybe I can address some of the the things you brought up, and we can talk about those. So okay. just very quickly, 5A to, to summarize it for folks, it's a mill levy override. I know that that language is uh, just the language itself. People don't understand that. But what 5A is asking for is, yes, it is a tax increase. It's asking for a fixed dollar amount of $60 million per year. And really, the purpose of that is very simple. It's to make us competitive with the surrounding districts in the Denver metro area. We have some of the best scores, almost always the best scores in reading, math, literacy, uh, science. And we have a very low per-pupil revenue that we get from the state. So what we're asking is to be competitive with our closest competitors, whether that's Cherry Creek, which has $18,000 more average salary, whether that's Littleton or Jefferson Schools, which has $11,000 more average salary. We're just trying to be competitive in this national national teacher shortage. Um, it's That one's pretty cut and dried. 5B is around the bond. It's about uh, something that we used to do in Douglas County roughly every three and a half years, which was pass bond measures for capital funds. We just passed one in 2018, but, but that was for 12 years of deferred maintenance because the previous bond was 2006. And what this bond would allow us to do without increasing current taxes, as the old bond steps down, this new bond would fill in, but this new bond would allow us to build three new neighborhood public schools for the first time since 2010. We've built some charters since then, but not public schools. It would also allow us to take care of our annual maintenance on 111 buildings, which averages $30 million roughly per year just to uh, level parking lots, replace HVACs units, chillers, wearing out carpet, things like that. And then to do some more capital expenditures around security, transportation, uh, special education, other things. So those are the two asks that are on there. I think that was hopefully a quick summary. Yes, and so these are both uh, property tax increases, correct? Um, not not necessarily, and I know you start with an argument around property tax increase, and let's discuss that in a second. Um, what the 5A is, is a fixed dollar rate, and what we've done is estimate what that is with the current property tax snapshot. As you accurately captured in the book, it's about a dollar per week per $100,000 home valuation. So if you do the quick math on that, a half million dollar house is roughly over just over $250 per year in increased taxes, and a million dollar house is just over $500 per year. So that's 5A. 5B is really a continuation. Uh, as the current bond, which taxpayers are paying for, steps down, if 5B is passed, the new bond will fill in those steps incrementally, and that's intentional. And so uh, regardless of property assessments, 5B uh, itself would see no net increase in taxes. Um, so let's maybe talk about that property tax increase, because I think you correctly cited that Douglas County real estate is expected to be reappraised, and this should be sometime in December, from what I understand, from 40 to 50 percent upwards. 
And um, we all know that property tax is a good portion that goes to the school district. But what you didn't make the link with with is what that does to allow us to be competitive. That's the whole point of 5A. So even if we concede, even if we say there's a 50% increase in valuation of homes, property taxes would go up. But what the listeners need to know, and I'll put it to you, Kim, if we see a 50% increase in property taxes next year, how much relatively does that change the amount of money that Douglas County schools receive from the School Finance Act? Can you, can you answer that for your listeners? I know that that is a complicated uh, formula, uh, and uh, and uh, basically what has happened down at the legislature is they do ding uh, these uh, different school districts that they think are affluent, uh, and I know that that is a, a bit of a problem, but that is something that needs to be addressed at the legislature, uh, and so what people are going to see, I think, that, and, and do you have that answer? I guess I should ask you that. Yeah, the answer is real simple. It's not a complicated formula. The School Finance Act passed in 1994. Basically, there's some small differences in adjustments for free and reduced price lunch students and students with special needs. But in general, the amount of money that every district throughout Colorado, including Douglas County, receives under the School Finance Act is really close to each other. And even if our property taxes go up 50%, even if they double the assessed value of our houses, we see $0 increase in the School Finance Act. Now, what changes, it's actually a very simple formula, is the percentage of that money, that same amount of money that we receive, the the percentage that's paid by local taxpayers and the percentage that's paid by the state in terms of what they call the state equalization fund. So when you look at our main competitors in the Denver metro area, currently Douglas County in that total amount that we get from the School Finance Act, which is a little over $9,000 for every school district in the Denver metro area. Right now, we pay 39% of that in local taxes, and the rest of it comes from state equalization. The only district that pays a lower percentage than us is Cherry Creek, which pays about 30%. Jefferson Littleton pay 45% of that in taxes, Denver pays 60%, and Boulder at the extreme pays almost 75% of that portion of the 9,000 in local taxes. But the state comes in and tops us all off, regardless of what the local taxes and assessments are, and we all get roughly the same amount of money through the School Finance Act. And that's the first thing I just wanted to hit, because your implication is, wow, your taxes are going to go up, and they're going to go up, and they're going to go up, and the school's going to get even more money. We absolutely are flatlined. The mm-hmm. only way that local taxpayers can increase that per pupil revenue, which goes into salaries and our expenses, is by passing a mill levy override. Right now, we're at about 12%. Every other district in the Denver metro area is maxed out at 25%. Okay, so the first thing that uh, I, I, I uh, what I said in the uh, booklet was that Douglas County taxpayers, or excuse me, Douglas County property owners are facing a uh, potential 40 to 50% increase in their property taxes uh, without this mill levy override. And uh, I think that's important that people understand that because my concern, Mike, is, and, and I think what you're alluding to is, yes, there is some very bad public policy over there. Uh, but instead of uh, taxing people, I'm concerned people will get taxed out of their homes. And uh, I, I think that it it is important, I, and I'm pleased that today you are actually addressing uh, this fact that uh, people are, our property owners are facing this 
uh, massive tax increase on the, on their property without these uh, these tax increases. And uh, I think that that's important to acknowledge, Mike. No, I, I think it is as well. And, and again, you're not inaccurate in saying that there are increases, projected increases. But that has nothing to do with 5A. If 5A and 5B were not on the ballot, those exact property increases because of increased home valuations would happen regardless. And what we're attempting to do, again, in the, the vein of freedom, not force, is do what we're supposed to do. We come to our taxpayers and we ask for local support. Um, you cited later down in your argument that the average teacher salary in Douglas County is 58000 Our starting teacher salary is 43000 um, And then you go on to compare those to other districts. In fact, you compare them to the 13 largest districts and even cite, even when you look at the 13 largest districts, which are not all our competitors here in Colorado, um, that we're still $5,000 below the average. And when we look, as I cited earlier, I mean, we're, when we look at exit surveys, all the districts are losing teachers to three sources. The first one is much earlier retirements than we've seen traditionally. Teachers are retiring earlier. The second is just straight up leaving the profession because when you only make somewhere 43 for our entry-level teachers, $58,000, and especially when you live, live in Douglas County, um, sometimes it's just cost prohibitive to remain a teacher. And then the third one, which is what I'm really concerned with, is the traditional poaching, right? Because other districts offer so much more compensation, even though we deliver better results and frankly i would argue offer a better culture down here in douglas county we're getting our teachers stolen away from us and in this national teacher shortage where colorado is at the bottom right in the bottom of states nationally not only are we competing in the, against the denver metro area because colorado teacher salaries are so low and douglas county is such an affluent county with a high cost of living we're actually competing nationally at a disadvantage Well, and I would encourage people to go to my website and uh, take a look at my response to the rebuttal. I took a look at the uh, video that was put out by the Douglas County School District, and I went through and responded to everything and just wanted to make a note because you you talked about Cherry Creek, and it says uh, Cherry Creek may have the highest average teacher pay located geographically close to Douglas County School District, and you're implying that there's poaching there. But that does not make Cherry Creek the leader that sets teacher salaries in the market. The market price is set by a composite of all the similar school districts in the area, plus intangibles, such as uh, appreciation from senior leaders and supervisors, respect, organizational culture, work environment, relationships with peers and colleagues, safety, opportunity to lead and grow professionally, and work-life balance. So with that, Cherry Creek's annual turnover... Not staff turnover or employee turnover, but teacher turnover is 15.9% compared to Douglas County School District teacher turnover, which is 16.5%. It's only a difference of 0.6%. And so I think it's important to make that point. The other thing that... um, that, that um, when I watched the video, that there was issues taken is when, when I quoted the $5,800, if, if we, we gave all the teachers a 10% raise, um, I said it would be 5800 and apparently there was um, pushback that actually was more than that because of PARA. And when you mention early teacher retirement, PARA is this um, golden retirement plan where, unfortunately, you mentioned young teachers. Young teachers are having to pay for the retirement 
of uh, many of these teachers, and the school district pays 20%, 21%, I think was in the video, 21% of payroll goes to PARA, just to shore up PARA, and then the employee has to give another 11%. And so this looks to me like it's asking um, taxpayers, property tax owners, to continue to bail out PARA, which is, has all these unfunded liabilities. And that seems to me like instead of going to the taxpayer and increasing property taxes, that is something that needs to be fixed, Mike Peterson. Well, I think the PARA thing absolutely needs to be fixed, but that's not on 5A and 5B. And when you did the math that you just cited, you implied, hey, I can only come up, I can can only come up with twenty five point five million of the sixty million. Well, just when you look at the map there, you only included our four thousand four hundred licensed teachers. We have eight thousand six hundred employees. And as stated in the bond language, this not only would benefit our teachers, this benefits all of our staff. That's our admin, our protect, our educational assistants, our custodians, our nutritionists, our mental health servicers, our school security officers, etc. And it's not just comp, it's comp and benefits. And of course, you know, we're statutorily obligated to pay into pair as you cited. But the math right there, and, and what I really don't like about that math is it sets up your last argument against 5A where you call, and I quote, 5A, a general fund money grab. I've got to ask him, did you watch the meeting that we had on August 23rd where the board started with some draft bond language provided to us and then came out and ultimately approved very different language that is what what is exactly on the ballot now? Did you watch that 35 minutes of conversation where we changed that language? Yeah, and I do find it interesting that initially that language was a general fund money grab. And uh, to your point, though, regarding, hold on just a second, just a second. Uh, uh, One of the things is this is being sold as you're talking about teacher pay, competitive teacher pay. And I think most people would be, um, they are happy, I think, to pay um, great teachers more money. But what you're just alluding to is there's 8,600 employees at the Douglas County School District. And uh, a couple of things is that... um, uh, typically, the Douglas County School District has not has has overstated growth expectations for quite some time, and in fact, Douglas County has grown significantly, but the school district enrollment has remained uh, basically flat. But interestingly enough, it says um, the instructional service staff grew twenty percent from 3,400 approximately in 2012 to a little over 4,000 in 2021. But the non-instructional staff grew 24%. And I know that I think that people are very frustrated. You mentioned the last mill levy uh, override. And uh, a lot of that went to administration and non, um, non-instructional non staff. And I think people are tired of having administration grow on the backs of having to pay higher property taxes, Mike Peterson. And now is not a time to really, I think, increase taxes on people. There are so many things that people are concerned about right now. And uh, increasing property taxes, I think, is not a good idea. When the World Economic Forum says that by 2030 we will own nothing. I'm like, how could that happen? But I realize it's high inflation and high property taxes and high taxation across the the board. And we need to get to a point where we say no. So I'm going to, you know what, let's, I'm looking time now. Let's let that percolate through the break. When we come back, I'll let you respond to that. Mike Peterson, president of the Douglas County School District uh, here in in, uh, Douglas County. Stay tuned. 
Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, on the line with me is Mike Peterson. He is the president of the Douglas County School District uh, School Board. And we're talking about these uh, two tax uh, increase questions. And uh, one is the mill levy override, which is uh, 5A. It is a property tax increase and a mill levy override. And the second is a doubling of the uh, school district's debt, which is 5B, uh, regarding capital expenditures. And uh, Mike, uh, first of all, I, I said I would give you the, the microphone. So go ahead and, and make uh, your comments. And then I have some other thoughts I wanted to share with listeners. Sure. And and just before the break, we hit a bunch of things. I was talking about your assertion that the 5A is a general fund money grab, unquote. And then you talked about enrollment, number of uh, inflation, last MLO. So I'll try to quickly kick off each one. Um, If you look at where the language started, the draft language presented to the board, it it started with the phrase, you know, collected, collected in each year thereafter for general fund purposes, including, and then listed some things. We expressly and explicitly changed that as a board. So what you see on your ballot is it says, uh, for general fund purposes in order to, and then what it lists is basically attracting and retaining and attracting teachers and staff and paying for salaries and benefits to be competitive with nature, uh, neighboring school districts. That is not a subtle change. When you have open language like um, including, that's where you get the money grabs going on. I encourage anyone that's listening, please go to the August 23rd meeting. Start in and around four hours. Uh, roughly, it's, uh, I'll give you the exact time. Start at four hours and 15 minutes and listen for a half an hour as seven members of the school board go through to absolutely handcuff ourselves and make sure that 100% of that $60 million every year can only be spent on salary and benefits. We were so confident that we wanted to do that 
we even traveled forward in time and pre-approved a trigger set of step and lane, basically salary schedules for our teachers and our staff should the MLO pass. Uh, very uh, d- uh, a question question on on that is uh, there's no sunset on this sixty million dollars uh, on this millevy override, correct? That's correct. Just like every other mill levy override in every other district, mill levies go until they are adjusted either further up or further down by the taxpayers. That's how mill levies work. But I'll tell you that flat sixty million dollars not only is the um, the portion on today's snapshot what we talked about earlier. It will go down. If your property values double or your assessment doubles next year, you will actually pay less as an individual taxpayer because as more taxpayers enter the the tax base here in Douglas County, your share goes down. Every year, the board uh, will just, adjust the yeah. bill just to make it meet that $60 million. And clarification, your tax bill will not go up or will not go down. What will happen your, your is... Your, your portion, portion of the, of the mill levy will go down, will go down. Yes. but if your property Perfect. is reassessed and you're looking at a 40 to 50 percent increase in your property taxes, this mill levy will be on top of that, correct, Mike? Yes, the mill levy is always on top, if it passes, of property taxes. The property taxes will float up and down because mm-hmm. self-evident they are based on the property value of your house. But your portion of the mill levy will go down as there are more taxpayers. It, your portion of the mill levy will not go up. Um, just quickly on the and, unless we go in, unless we would go into a recession and property values would go down, then then we could be looking because the school board uh, can basically set the the mill levies at whatever is necessary to make that sixty million dollars. Correct. So it's it's hard right. to say. We, we, Right. Right. We, well, no. Remember, it's a fixed $60 million, Kim. So whether your property taxes go up or whether your property taxes go down, what you're paying in is your share as one of many taxpayers um, remains the same. And as long as the number of taxpayers goes up, your share of that $60 million as an individual taxpayer will mm-hmm. go down. Right. But, so, but if for so, some reason there was a recession and tax, the amount of taxpayers would go down, then those that are paying yeah, property if, taxes. That's correct. Right, if, right. If, taxpayers left, if taxpayers left the county, then there's fewer taxpayers to divvy it up. But it's but right, again, but, the mill levy portion is not linked to property assessments. And, and so I just want to mention I, I want to mention one other thing, though. No sunset on this. And when we're looking over at Jefferson County and and uh, Denver, they have not planned uh, properly, and they are now closing schools um, because of, of uh, declining growth in, in, in enrollment. And we had a, a headline yesterday that said that here in Colorado, lots of kids are not having children. So ultimately, uh, if you look over here at the capital expenditures, uh, and the school district has typically uh, not been correct on their growth product, um projections. Uh, I'm concerned about doubling our, our debt load over there on 5B. So we're getting close to the end of time. Um, Mike, I want to throw it yeah, over to you. What's me, your comments? Let, let me let me hit that real quick. Last MLO, our teachers only got 2.7%. Under this MLO, they'll get 9%, and that's locked in. So around enrollment, yes, Douglas County under 18 
is slowly declining, but not in. But we also have significant areas of growth. Sterling Ranch, the Canyons, and Crystal Valley are three of those areas where the surrounding schools, let's take Roxborough Primary, Intermediate, and Coyote Creek, are going to be over 100% capacity in 2025 if we do not build a school in Sterling Ranch. So there are some areas that are coming down. There are a lot of areas that are growing, and we need to accommodate those areas and meet their expectations for a neighborhood public school. Last comment on that uh, relative to the growth. Jeffco and Denver Public Schools are way upside down on the amount of capital properties they own. Jefferson has capacity for, I believe it's 96,000 students and only has 68,000. As we would build new schools, we will do a general one-in, one-out, but controlled and intentional to repurpose schools in areas of declining enrollment while we're servicing the communities and increasing enrollment. And that's what 5B does. Mm-hmm. And uh, to to my point, <clears throat> Douglas County uh, residents, property owners, are facing a forty to fifty percent increase in their property taxes without these uh, tax increases. And five A would be a fixed sixty million dollars, no sunset uh, on that, and uh, that would be on top of this uh, reassessment uh, property tax increase. And then five B would be doubling our debt, and we didn't really get to it, Mike. But uh, in the language, um, I took issue with uh, it said capital projects. But there's things in there that, to me, does not seem like they're capital projects. And so that's another thing that I took issue with. We've got 30 seconds left. I'll give you the last word. Sure. Uh, All those capital projects, I'm happy to address those. So people, just write in. Please look at the, the, uh, the, the ballot measures. Give them a good read. And I encourage you to join all our metro districts, town councils, city councils, Highlands Ranch, Castle Rock, Lone Tree, Larkspur, Parker, Castle Pines, independent organizations such as the United Way of Douglas County and fellow conservative commentators on the radio, George Brockler, Mandy Connell, Jimmy Singenberger, and plenty of candidates. Please join us on voting yes on 5A and 5B. It's principles over politics, and it's the right thing to take care of our teachers, which will take care of our districts. Last thing, Mandy, if you ever want to have me back, I would love to discuss whether woke is being done in Douglas County schools. I put it to you that it's not, but we can save that for another time, and I'm happy to come back and address anything you have in the future. Thank you for having me on. Okay, thanks, Mike Peterson, and that's a date. We will talk about that. And so, my friends, uh, the quote for the end of the show is Ludwig von Mises. He said, the most important thing to remember is that inflation is not an act of God, that inflation is not a catastrophe of the elements or a disease that comes like the plague. Inflation is policy. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. 
Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show, our number two. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Uh, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And uh, thank you to all of you who support us. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter there. Our voter's guide is at the website. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And uh, did want to give a shout-out to a great sponsor of the show. That is Hooters Restaurants. And uh, they have five locations. That's Loveland, Westminster, Aurora, Lone Tree, and Colorado Springs. And uh, Wednesdays are Wings Day. You buy 20 wings, you get 10 for free, an additional 10 for free. And that is for to-go or dine-in. And um, they're sponsors of the show. It's a super interesting story about freedom, capitalism, and free markets. And you can find that at my website. And um, I get to work with a, a great team. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Uh, happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. Uh, let's see. Wonderful, whimsical Wednesday in Windsor and everywhere else. <laughs> in Windsor and everywhere else. And thank you to all of you who uh, listen. I greatly appreciate it. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And, uh, Steve, I want to comment. We had uh, Mike Peterson on, who is the president of the Douglas County School District um, School Board, on in this last segment. And there's two uh, property tax increases that are on the ballot. 5A, which is a mill levy override, and it is $60 million that the taxpayers, the property tax owners of Douglas County will pay forever. There is no sunset on it. And this would be on top of a huge property tax increase that's uh, coming down the pike, which the school district has, has not addressed in anything until, uh, until he was on the show today. He did acknowledge this, that uh, property owners in Douglas County are looking at a um, significant property tax increase uh, coming down the pike here uh, with the new reassessments. And it'll be anywhere from 40 to 50%. And at some point in time, people are going to start to get priced out of their homes. So somebody that is paying a $4,000 property tax bill now, uh, it, in 2024, that will go to, to 6000 And that's pretty significant, Steve, and I think that people need to understand that. And uh, the, the fact that these mill levy overrides that they ask for have no sunset, uh, I think is is very troubling because once they're in place, we don't get to take another look at those as a taxpayer. And with this high inflation, with all that's going on uh, in our world right now, I'm concerned that people at some point in time are going to be taxed out of their homes. The school district comes and says, hey, we want more money. The fire district comes and want more money. The library district comes and they want more money. And uh, as we really look at this, uh, para, which if if we give teachers uh, raises, and I think people would like to give hardworking teachers raises, great teachers raises, but this is for all the employees. The administration has grown more than instructional staff in Douglas County, and so now's not the time to say um, to, to pass tax increases, in my opinion. Steve, your thoughts? Well, I, I said you uh, uh, in. In the last several weeks, I keep bringing up uh, the 27% uh, property tax increase that I'm still trying to get you know, over. And that was just recent, yeah. Yeah, that's in the last two, maybe three years ago. Uh, the years go by so quickly. I am sympathetic to the problem that they've got, but the fix is always the same. Go back to the faucet, go back to the spigot, and get more money from the taxpayers. And I think... 
it, it, it's time for a different approach. It's time for more creative thinking because sooner or later, you know, it's just all going to come crashing down. Well, it is. And this uh, this para, the Public Employee Retirement Association, is underfunded. He mentioned that they had teachers retiring early. And uh, it, it's a very um, lucrative um, uh, retirement because what it is, it's a defined benefit instead of a defined contribution. And uh, most of the private sector went to defined contribution plans many years ago. And uh, this defined benefit plan is uh, it's underfunded. And so instead of fixing it, as you mentioned, they're coming to the taxpayers saying, hey, we want more uh, taxes on your property. And I'm concerned for young people that are trying. They talk about affordable housing. One of the ways to keep housing affordable, and he, he gave a long list of litany of, uh, of people that are supporting uh, increasing your property taxes, and a lot of them don't even live in Douglas County, which was uh, somewhat amazing. But then uh, uh, what we're seeing, PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, typically they like to increase your taxes. And so that long litany uh, of people that are supporting your taxes um, to be increased, I was not impressed with that, Steve. No, and it makes me – I mean, I, I've gone – Around and round on this particular topic with a, another fam- family member who's into uh, what they call it, the uh, commerce, the commerce department in different places around the state, and uh, I've always scratched my head on development. And, and in my time in Colorado, developers have, have always had free reign. No one ever said no to a developer, but it's problems like this that come after the fact when these developments. Because you know, Mike brought up the fact that. Uh, the was it Sterling, uh, out there near yeah near uh, <clears throat> Roxboro. Uh, okay, now it's there, it, it's booming, and now we, we we've got to build a school there. And and Douglas County is also saying, well, you know, we got water problems now. It's like, mm-hmm. where is the real in depth planning before we give uh, developers a blank check? Well, and I, I personally, I like developers. I like the fact that people are building homes that people can live in. But you alluded to something, and that is regarding water. And and I want to go over then to the economic development offices that uh, the school districts and, uh, excuse me, not school districts, um, municipalities, uh, county, and the state have. And under the guise of economic development, basically what they do there is they say, hey, businesses, uh, come to our county and you will get some kind of a break on maybe your tax taxes or rules or regulations or a share back if you're a retailer and uh and 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 they they say that hey we want to have more people here we want to have a, a bigger tax base but to your point then they come back to the taxpayers and they want uh, property tax owners to pay these higher taxes for that growth and they haven't planned properly for the water as well and so we need to we need to be addressing those things so it's, as uh, we're it's break break versus burden who gets the break and who gets the burden did you just coin that well, that was yeah, very. That I was guess very so. Good. I don't know. You know. I like that. I I'll, like that. I'll sign autographs. I don't know. <laughs> so hey, let's get to um, let's get to our quote for today, and then let's get over here to Jay Davidson, uh, because I always learn so much with him. And uh, the quote for the day is from Ludwig von Mises. He was an influential Austrian economist. He's known as an advocate of free market capitalism and a staunch opponent of socialism and intervi- interventionism. 
He taught at the University of Vienna and New York University and published his most renowned work, Human Action. In 1940, he was born in 1881. He died in 1973. And this is one other reason why I say no to tax increases right now with this government-induced inflation. But this is what he said. He said, if one regards inflation as an evil, then one has to stop inflating. One has to balance the budget of the government. So I think that's a very important quote, Steve. Why is everything such a point counterpoint? I mean, you just exercised this with uh, Mike Peterson in the last hour. But here's a point being made in this quote that you just read. And the counterpoint is people are already having discussions about raising the debt limit. So I I want to scream. I know. And that's why it's important, as I I think that what uh, Mike probably uh, showed when he he listed that long litany of people that are supporting raising your property taxes, and uh, my name was not on that list, is that uh, I'm a contrarian when it comes to uh, trying to protect everyday hardworking people against higher and higher taxes. We talk about these government-induced inflation, and um, we need to, to we need to have voices out there talking about that. So let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk with Jay Davidson. Before we do that, though, this weekend a couple of things are occurring. One, uh, Solomon Martinez is uh, hosting the Marine Ball. Uh, he and uh, his team up in Loveland, and uh, would love to have you join us for that. And uh, I will get that phone number for you. We'll have that in the call-in time. I normally had it right here in front of me, but it's not. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be up there on Saturday night, and then Saturday afternoon, I'll be out at the USMC Memorial uh, at 6th and uh, Colfax uh, for the great event there in honor of Veterans Day. So you can get more information about that, about USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Jay Davidson. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. 
Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our, our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. And be sure and check out my voter's guide, which is at KimMunson.com. The team, we probably have spent over 220 hours on that now. And uh, we make recommendations. However, we want it to be a tool for you to be an informed voter. So be sure and check that out. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me, Jay Davidson. He is the founder and CEO of First American State Bank, which is a community bank located right here in the metro area. And I always learn so much when Jay is on the show. Jay Davidson, welcome. Hi, Kim. It's good to be on with you again. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, uh, Election Day is right around the corner. And, Jay, this is such an important election. Uh, What's your thoughts? What's your crystal ball say about this election? Um, well, my, my crystal ball is infallible, and it's uh, absolutely <laughs> obscured. I don't have a clue, um, <clears throat> to be honest with you. Uh, I have a, I'm doing a lot of praying because yep. I think we are at a crossroads. I've seen the left uh, move uh, very rapidly, uh, very staunchly. Um, they use violence. Um, it's just so typical of the of the communist manifesto and. Uh, Saul Alinsky's uh, um, rules for radicals, and uh, it kind of worries me a little bit. And uh, too often, even our own politicians fall into the trap of bigger government is better. And uh, I know. But the good news in Colorado, at least, is that uh, all the politicians with whom I speak have espoused and embraced the idea that the government is far too large, far too incursive far too involved through rules and regulations um, for for the good of the individual citizen, which is the reason that our nation was founded, you know, individual freedom. Well, and Jay, in our conversations, you've talked a lot about the sovereignty of the individual. And as we're looking at this election cycle, what's your thoughts about the sovereignty of the individual right now? Well, um, the, I think it's endangered, Um, but I also think that we can overcome this. I mean, the beautiful thing about America, the beautiful thing about our Constitution, our Declaration, our Bill of Rights, was that our forefathers saw this happening. They understood the government would try to grow and become all-powerful. They understood that in order for our constitutional republic to survive, they had to put in place certain checks and balances to prevent the government from getting too big. Now, we Republicans, we conservatives have been asleep at the wheel for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're starting to wake up. And uh, we're listening to people like you and others who are espousing the Constitution and the rights that accrue strictly and only to the individual rights that are given to us by our God, not by a nation or not by another man, and so they can't be taken away. And we have begun to exercise those rights. So it's pretty dismal. It's pretty scary. The, the path that we're on is extremely dangerous. However, we have all the tools and all the power 
without violence, I might add, Mm -hmm. to get this nation back together again. We can do it, but we got to get involved. Well, in the days of voting and then just going back to not paying attention are over. And I have to tell you, Jay, there's some candidates on the Republican ticket that I'm, I'm really struggling to to vote for. But uh, Rick Turnquist had done an essay uh, that we published last week, Vote Republican. And I'm convinced we vote Republican and then we pay attention and we stay in contact and we work to influence to lessen government and to reclaim our constitution and it's it's been a soul-searching experience for me uh, jay um yeah i appreciate mr Turnquist's uh, essay and uh, it is party over person as mike rosen would always say and so eloquently say um you know when you when you elect a democrat the democrat is going to be heavily influenced by the democratic party and if you agree with the Democratic Party's direction, the left, in my opinion, then do it. It's your right. It's a beautiful thing about America. I can totally disagree with what you're doing, but I'll defend to my death your right to do it, as they say. But uh, when I when I think about it, nobody's perfect. I mean, I have a lot of friends that really don't like Trump at all. I mean, don't like is probably too mild a term. But my, my argument's the same thing. You know, what do you get if that guy runs again? Well, we had a pretty good economy. I mean, there's some good with the bad here. So let's look at the, the overall health of the party. And the underlying criteria that I always use is, does this person, does this politician, does this bureaucrat, this law, this rule, this regulation, this tax, increase our individual freedom or preserve our individual freedom? Or does it impair our individual freedom? And that's a really important litmus test. And that's really one of the things, Jay, on my voter's guide that I looked at. And there's two really bad issues there that they make them sound good. And the the first is the, uh, I need to get the exact numbers on them, but it's the, the healthy school uh, school meals for all children. And uh, as I as I delved into that, uh, actually, maybe there's going to be some kids that might get some food from that. Right now, there's already tons of programs out there, but it creates four new bureaucracies that are unelected and unaccountable to the people. And that is where we have got to say no. And then over on the uh, affordable housing one and. Um, Natalie Minton says I can say affordable once. It's subsidized housing. Ultimately, that is an assault on private property rights uh, through this this program of, um, again, affordable housing. And that that creates uh, that's working a, a bureaucracy in another bureaucracy, which was the Office of Economic Development. So those two are really two, uh, in my opinion, bad boys on the um, on the ballot. And I really recommend no votes because it does not have elected representatives that are running those, but instead new bureaucracies. Your thoughts? Well, I totally agree with you, because anything uh, that, well, two sides of the story. Number one, any one of these programs is going to require a lot more money. All that money is either going to come from tax taxes that we pay directly or debt that we pay indirectly, but we will pay it. And that's the only place it comes from, is from us, the private sector. So uh, on, the, on the front end, unless it makes really good sense, unless it is according to our Constitution, then I'm not in favor of it. 
And in the case of welfare, entitlements, and so forth, show me a welfare program that has done what it said it would do. There is none. I've never seen it happen. So here's this good, the feel-good, so-called feel-good activity that uh, Governor Polis and his people are trying to put forward that is going to cost us more money. It's going to take our money, filter it through a highly inefficient uh, state government bureaucracy, and then spend a small portion of that money on the people that really need it. But we're not going to get the end result that we need. The better way to do this is to uh, keep the government, the state government, the federal government, out of private business, let private business grow naturally in a capitalistic economy, and we can then bring jobs for these people so they can become self-sufficient, not dependent on the federal government. Or the state government uh, with that. And, and so yeah. the lower taxes, lower rules, l- less rules, less regulations, that means that the bureaucrats and politicians lose power, but that power has to go someplace, and that goes to we the people, which is the way it was supposed to be. So lower taxes, lower rules, or less rules, less regulations. We can, as you say, we can turn this around, and we need to be electing people that will make that happen. That's that's exactly right, and and that principle has to stand um, in all of our our thought processes. That is what I call the sanctity of the individual. That is the whole reason for the Constitution and the Declaration. And uh, and frankly, it, it, you know, the Almighty gives us uh, certain unalienable rights that uh, can't be taken away by man. Well, and speaking of the Almighty, in the Declaration of Independence, they refer to God uh, in four different instances. Uh, But I've been thinking about Benjamin Franklin uh, at the Constitutional Convention when there was a lot of discord going on regarding the Constitution. It's remarkable that we have it. But he said... He recommended that they pray, and I really think that we are at that point in time for our country now as well. We need to turn to the Almighty because we are, I think we're on a a, a precipice, I know is a a strong word, but as I look at a lot of these headlines, this is, we're at a very dangerous time, Jay. Yeah, I mean, if if your uh, inclination is to religion, then certainly pray, that's your right, and I definitely respect it. If your inclination is more uh, philosophic in nature, then I would say uh, go to rational thought and logic okay. and cause and effect. And as uh, Bastiat said, what is seen and what is not seen. So both ways work, and both ways are extremely effective. And uh, as, as our, our friends who are listening to this and allow us to uh, influence them, perhaps. Of course, it's always their decision. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we would we would hope that we can enlighten a few more more people here, more uh, more candles to throw out the dark, the chaos, the destruction, the violence that's befallen our nation. And uh, I do firmly believe that if we follow this path of uh, of light and enlightenment, righteousness. Uh, kinship and fellowship that uh, we will prevail. 
Well, I think so. And, and to your point, a little light, a little truth goes a long way. And, Jay, I'm so encouraged with so many voices, so many people from a grassroots level coming together, talking with their friends and their family and their colleagues um, reasonably uh, looking at these issues. We've got the we've got the tools right now to fix this. And I think people are waking up to doing that. Your final thought before we go to break, Jay. Well, I, I'm so um, pleased that the, that the Americans are starting to wake up to the insidious acts of the far left, the communists, the, the socialists, and so forth, and are saying that, no, we're not going to accept this anymore. Um, and we, we the people, uh, we who are part of the representative government that was bestowed upon us by our founding fathers, have that responsibility to monitor our politicians, withhold our funds or improve our, increase our funds, and uh, try to influence politicians when they're asking us for money to get elected, try to influence them and uh, then hold their feet to the fire. It's uh, very, very important. So I'm talking with Jay Davidson. He is the CEO and founder of First American State Bank, also a great sponsor of the show. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll, we'll continue the conversation with Jay Davidson. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Abortion rights across the country are under attack. Is it really though? Abortion is not a right. Abortion is not care. God created life and has intended for us to begin our life in the womb. Life is a protected right, and the purpose of government is to protect all lives. We cannot create a new right meant to end a life. They can't dictate what rights we deserve. That's not how America works. We must have the right to govern ourselves according to God. We need to keep God on top. We need to vote smart, vote Republican, vote for Maria Fernandez for State House District 3. She will fight for your right to stay free and protect our children. Paid for and approved by Marla Fernandez Campaign. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Steve. 
And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly news, newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And we've got our voter's guide on the website. It's the We the People Voter's Guide on uh, all of the issues, the statewide issues, as well as some of the local issues. Uh, thrilled to have on the line with me a great sponsor of the show, and that's Jay Davidson with First American State Bank. He is the CEO. He was the, he is the founder as well. Jay Davidson, we've talked about inflation back when there really wasn't much inflation. But right now we are in a time where it's it's really hurting everyday people. I look at these young families that are trying to take care of their families or seniors that uh, had made plans, and inflation is really making it difficult for them. And inflation, and we've got a great Von Mises quote for the end of the show, it's public policy. Um, so explain that a little bit more, Jay Davidson. Um, certainly. Um, Von Mises and his acolyte, his uh, disciple, uh, Milton Friedman, said that inflation is a monetary policy event. And I'd like to explain a little bit about that because the subject of money supply and liquidity is confusing to people that don't work in this world, but maybe I can make some sense of it. Um, there is such a thing as the supply of money or what we call liquidity, in the economy, and there, it has to be very carefully controlled. And uh, the, the Fed Reserve controls money supply by uh, printing money and or selling bonds or redeeming bonds, treasury bonds, uh, to move money into the economy or take it back out of the economy and thereby uh, affect uh, liquidity. And what's happened here since 2008 is that the Federal Reserve, for some reason that I still don't understand, decided to enter into a uh, device called quantitative easing, QE, wherein they decided to print $9 trillion of additional United States dollars to dump into the United States economy. So our liquidity went from maybe, uh, let's say, $19 trillion to $28 trillion, uh, almost uh, within a year. Now, maybe a little longer than that, but still, it was an incredible amount of money supply moved into the economy. The, the reason that we look at money supply so carefully is that there is a certain level of money supply that's necessary for the economy to run. And all that money does is lubricate transactions between free entities, individual entities. And if there is an excess supply of money, then every United States dollar printed above that needed to run the economy, to liquefy the economy, is inflationary by definition. And let's define inflation. Inflation is on one side, the price of something going up, and everybody gets confused with supply side economics here, but the real issue here is that inflation has the appearance of prices going up, but in truth, inflation is the valuation of the dollar that you have in your pocket, in your mattress, in your bank account. It's the devaluation of that dollar's buying power because the Fed Reserve has printed so much excess money supply. So uh, the, the problem, the reason I've been railing against uh, quantitative easing for about 14 years now, 
is that it inevitably leads to hyperinflation, and that's where we are today. How do we get this turned around? Yeah, that's a good question. That's the best question of all. Um, the The reason that the Fed Reserve under Obama, Barack Obama, uh, started printing all this money is that the economy was suffering under Barack Obama's uh, views and his regulatory uh, attitude toward free enterprise, which is relatively negative, as is Biden's. Uh, this is just a, a symptom of the left. This is what they don't like capitalism. So uh, in order to hide the fact that he was destroying uh, the economy, private enterprise, I believe, and this is just conjecture, nobody ever told me from the Federal Reserve about this, but I believe they started printing all this money. In order, and they printed the money so that they could spend that money on their entitlement programs, on their social justice programs. Nine trillion dollars on social justice that, in my humble opinion, got us nowhere, but uh, causes us to experience this kind of hyperinflation. So the, the, the point of the, how do we fix it? Stop government spending. Simple. Even uh, down at the local level, I, I've, I've analyzed um, some of the Douglas County issues and Jay, when I've looked at, when I first saw the World Economic Forum, when they said that by 2030 we would own nothing and be happy about it, I kind of thought that was tin hat stuff. What could they, but I'm realizing that the way that can be accomplished is through high inflation and high taxes. And I just don't think that now is a time to increase taxes on people where we are right now in our economy. And so I've taken no positions on uh, these new taxes or extension of, of, of taxes uh, because I think we've got to stop the spending. Um, local level, any comments from you regarding local level spending? Well, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, all politics is local, and that's where it has to start. I'm in agreement with you. I, I vote against just about every tax increase that's brought down the road. Uh, and, and because it, it does not help the people that it says it's going to help. We're not holding these government bureaucrats accountable. And it takes money away from us and our families and our friends. It impairs our uh, businesses' ability to grow and expand and hire new people. We can either keep the money where it's earned which is in the private sector, in business, in corporations, the economy, and at the individual level, or we can transfer it into a state or federal government. Now, which do you think is going to use that money most efficiently, the one who earned it or the one who stole it? (laughs) Well, let me think about that for a minute, Jay. And what we've seen, though, and and I say this all the time on the show, that it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights or their property or or their freedom. Uh, And many times these tax increases are couched as something compassionate. But I challenge people, if you want to do something compassionate, do it yourself. 
don't uh, don't vote to take your neighbor's money because you think that that money could be spent by government in a quote unquote compassionate manner. If there's something that is so on your heart to spend money on, figure out, out a way to do it within the private sector and keep government in the in the proper box that it's supposed to be in, Jay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, if they, if you're so adamant about helping this poor guy, then give him your money. But why do all these social justice warriors, these lefties, these Democrats say, no, I want your money. I want you to support that when I disagree with it. This is the very meaning of, of what our constitutional republic was meant to prevent. And if I'm going too far astray, tell me here, but... We're always taught from an early age that we're a democracy, and yet democracy is never mentioned in the Constitution. Read it. It's not there. It's not in the Bill of Rights, not in the Declaration. We have one form for one day of a democratic uh, situation when we vote in November. That's it. The rest of the time, we're a constitutional republic. And the, the intent of the Constitutional Republic is to prevent a democracy. You read Thomas Jefferson and Madison and Adams, and they are adamant about preventing democracy. What is democracy? Democracy is the tyranny of the majority over the minority. If 51% of the people say that, you know, all bankers should be thrown in the, in the, the ocean, uh, then, you know what? We bankers would get uh, awfully wet. And that's the meaning of democracy. It's the tyranny of the majority over the minority. The ultimate minority is the individual. And that's what the uh, founding fathers um, wanted to protect. That's why I call it the sanctity of the individual. Because the whole body of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, even the Dec- Declaration, prevents the federal government and the majority from overcoming the individual. Boy, Jay, I this is after all these years, that is really an aha. I mean, I've realized the sanctity of the individual, but I hadn't, I've thought about the Electoral College where that was trying to make sure that the smaller states also had representation. That's why we have the Electoral, electoral College. But I hadn't quite thought about it the way you just articulated it, even after all these years. thats I always learn something when you're on the show. We, we have just a couple of minutes left, Jay Davidson. How would you like to button this up? Because there is hope. Let's make sure that, that everyone understands there, there's hope. We are Americans. There's something unique about this idea. How would you like to button this up? Well, um, I, you know, I got done on the Democrats case, and I shouldn't do it that way. Um, I, I really do dislike the leftists. And they're not the Democrats. I mean, the Democratic Party that I knew as a kid growing up was pretty moderate, pretty pro-America, pretty pro-military. The Democratic Party that I see today is so left-wing, it's deadly. So I just want to say that there are a lot of moderate Democrats, a lot of libertarians with whom, and, and independents, with whom we can agree that, let's say, the individual is the primary uh, protectee of the Constitution, and we should be following the Constitution for that reason. I, I remember uh, Ronald Reagan's Big Ten theory. He, he invited, he wanted 
uh, minorities and uh, moderate Democrats and anybody that believed in what he believed in to join us and help us get this thing fixed. So that's I just want to be real careful to say that. Well, and and I agree. This is not the Democrat Party of JFK. Uh, It's been hijacked by radical activists, particularly here in Colorado. And that is why I I invite centrists, moderate Democrats and unaffiliateds and libertarians and Republicans and conservatives to come together. And we must vote Republican uh, this election cycle. And then, of course, take a look at my voter's guide regarding these issues, uh, because we must reclaim our country. Uh, Jay Davidson, thank you so much for being a guest and also for your sponsorship of the show. Uh, I greatly appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you next month. Thank you, Kim. It's a great pleasure. Okay, and uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. Myra Mesco doesn't believe in fairy dusting formulas. That's why her skincare company, Botanical Rush, only formulates with powerful potencies for visible results guaranteed. Your skin is like a sponge, and it easily absorbs nutrients as well as chemical toxins. So picking the right product for everyday use is crucial to your skin's health. The all-natural, Professional skincare products at Botanical Rush are free from synthetic dyes, estrogen mimickers, petrochemicals, manufactured fragrances, and parabens. Your skincare sets the tone of the day, so begin with clean formulas that are kind to your body. Myra and her team believe in using empowering nutrients at professional strength to support the skin's radiance at fair, affordable prices. Start your day with a fresh face and honest formulas from Botanical Rush. Set up a consultation with Myra Mesco to discuss your skincare needs. Email her at info at botanicalrush.com to schedule an appointment today and use the exclusive Kim Monson discount at botanicalrush.com, code KIM15, for a 15% discount on first-time orders. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're each treasured value. You have purpose. My friends, we were made for this moment here. So uh, we've got our callers on the line. Uh, lines are lighting up. Johnny in Denver, what is on your radar? Kim, this, this morning when I heard the, the end of the first hour, it was almost like watching like a, a Muhammad Ali, Joe Fraser fight. 
because you had them up against <laughs> the ropes. <laughs> Do you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he was naming off these other people. And I remember when you, when you talked about the marijuana thing not being for the children, those same people that he named off that were saying yes, they didn't know what you knew about that bill not being for the children, just being another way of laundering money. Money. So when he named off those names, other talk show hosts and everybody, it didn't even phase me because I said, huh, they don't know half the things that, that Kim points out on her show. Well, Johnny, I thank you. And uh, to your point, we really do our research. We spent over 200 hours uh, on that uh, voter's guide, and I spent 20 hours this weekend writing my essay to the rebuttal of what um, the school district had done. And, I mean, I care deeply about our children, and I know that you do as well, Johnny. But I also care about uh, everyday hardworking people, and now is not the time to increase taxes. Uh, on people and doubling the the debt load that uh, Douglas County has is uh, is now is not the time to do that and so I really appreciate your comments because uh, to your point last year that new marijuana tax for the children and many of those people that he named off were in favor of that but when I read it what it does is in, in as well as the the school lunch one this year and the affordable housing one subsidized housing it creates new bureaucracies that live off the taxpayer and so we have to say no to that. Johnny, I know you're running for State House. How can people get more information about you? Uh, Johnny J for ColoradoHD5.com. And uh, I'll be at that meeting tonight with Casper uh, uh, Stockham uh, to meet Heidi and uh, her, running, her um, companion mate. And so I invite people to come out to that as well in Aurora. And uh, let's just, just keep pushing forward and and uh, the light will win out the, the darkness. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, you can get that information at Heidi's uh, website under events. Johnny in Denver, thanks so much. Mark in Black Forest, what's on your radar? Um, Mike Peterson was interesting. I thought he was a smart guy, uh, articulate, obviously. Um, but, you know, given his... Um, background in, in the military and in the government in general, I, I just don't think he understands um, <laughs> free markets. Um, he kept using the word, you know, competition and competitive, but I don't think I don't just didn't understand a lot of what he was saying. Um, I don't think um, you know one school district should be competing against another school district. I mean, it's not like people, you know, their students can, you know, jump, jump uh, school districts. Um, well, actually, in Colorado, a lot of that. Yeah, in Colorado, students can open enroll. Uh, um, and I think that's still the case. I know that that used to be the case. So kids can, they have to get, get accepted into another school district. But I, the, the things that I think there's so many problems, uh, with, uh, these tax increases. And the first, and the thing that has to be addressed, Mark, right out of the, the box here is the, these para numbers. When I was watching the video of the rebuttal of the Douglas County School District, and they said that, uh, uh, that 20 21% of payroll goes to para i mean that's that's not sustainable for us to continue to do that and so you can see why there's teachers that retire early and then many times they come back and and work as substitute teachers 
uh, and double dip. So that system has to be addressed before we entertain any tax increases, I think, Mark's uh, uh, your final thought. Exactly. Um, well, it's just, I mean, he said it was simple, but it's not. It's complex. And I don't expect answers. But um, my other comment was on 5B. You know, why why are the schools living off these loans all the time? Why isn't it part of the normal budget? I mean, a bond is a loan. And um, it's just crazy. It's like the debt ceiling. We're constantly living on debt right. instead of right. just a regular budget. That's right, all. right. Okay. Mark and Black Forest, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ronald in Denver. Ronald in Denver, what's on your radar? Hello. How are you? I'm well. So what's uh, what's your thoughts? I can't find Heidi Ganon anywhere. No, I mean they say she's everywhere, but I don't I can't I sure can't find her. It's like Heidi, where are you? Uh, I know there's going to, Johnny mentioned this, there is an event tonight, uh, let's see, under events, let me just see here. Huh. Wait a it's minute, how do you spell her name, first of all? H-E-I-D-I. Wait a minute. H. H-E-I-D-I. And uh, there's there is a list of events, and uh, I talked to Casper afterwards because yesterday because uh, Steve said he couldn't find it on the website, and now I'm looking at it and I'm not sure I can find it either. So H E I D H E I D I and Ganal. It's G A N A H L G A N A H L. Okay. So again, Ronald, that's G A N A H L and go to the website. It is Heidi for spelled out governor.com and the events page is there. And, uh, I've got to, I've got to talk to Casper though. I'm not seeing it there. So I will check on that. So thanks so much, Ron in Denver and Bill in North Glen. What's on your radar? Uh, just a couple of thoughts related to your talk with the uh, school folks there. Uh, maybe it's time to start thinking outside the box. Uh, that new subdivision, I guess it is, in Douglas County there. Is there potentially a, uh, a physical school building maybe across the line in Jefferson County that's maybe not being fully utilized? It may not physically be located in Douglas County, but maybe they can start sharing that facility or maybe even take over that facility instead of building new schools where they're going to looks like be bulldozing schools in Jefferson County because of lack of uh, attendees. Um, we also need to, you know, vouchers. Let's bring the private sector in. Let's see how they run the schools. Uh, I think that they're going to be a lot more lean and mean uh, running things. But, of course, we don't want to use the V word. It's, you know, Makes people <laughs> shake in their boots. Yeah, and and actually, Bill, to that point <clears throat> regarding <clears throat> vouchers. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry about that. Is uh, I've really thought for that that mother that in the inner city that has a child in a un- underperforming school, a school that you know it, it's not good for her child, and she doesn't have any way to get her child out of that school. And I've always thought vouchers were so important uh, in that particular arena. So we have just a, about a minute left. Any other thoughts, Bill? 
Well, some highlights on Para. I, I really think that that is the uh, you know the old elephant in the room. Right. You've got to reform that. Nobody's willing because the state legislators are on Para themselves. The, the court system, any Colorado employees on Para. Uh, you've got to stop, first of all, from allowing them to buy years in service. They can buy years in service. Mm-hmm. You've got them retiring at, in their early 50s. Right. Uh, it's based on the high three, their last high three of salary. So they do a bunch of overtime the last three years to spike everything up. You know, to Kevin Priola, of all people's uh, benefit, he carried a bill at least to make it up the high five years ago. But you've got to go to a defined contribution system. But nobody wants to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Right. And that is the, the huge, huge cost uh, involved with all this stuff. Yes, it is. It is the elephant in the room. And instead of addressing it, uh, what they're looking at is asking the, the taxpayer that's getting squeezed with inflation and with high taxes to increase their property taxes. And that's why I am a no on that. Bill and North Glenn, I greatly appreciate your help on that or your thoughts on that. So thank you. And uh, yes, para is the elephant in the room. And uh, the other thing is, is, is the school districts pay 20 21% into para, but these young teachers, they talk about young teachers making them competitive. Gosh, they're taking 11% of young teachers, these new teachers, part of their pay, uh, they're having to pay 11% of their salaries into para. So this really does need to be addressed. So thank you for your thoughts on that. Uh, our quote for the end of the show is from Ludwig von Mises. And what he said, he said, the most important thing to remember is that inflation is not an act of God, that inflation is not a catastrophe of the elements or a disease that comes like uh, the plague. Inflation is policy. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. And I don't